You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. up amen hallelujah bring the word tonight god bless everybody how's everybody doing tonight amen we're doing good give god some praise tonight isn't god good i don't know about you but uh i'm just glad to be here in the land of the living um i'll tell you uh pastor bobby um is someone that i i hold in high regard uh I had an opportunity to go to, I think it was uh, Olive Garden with him last year, or it was somewhere we went. And, uh, of course, like ever, I'd been to Harvesters before. Thank you so much, brother. Um, I'd went to Harvesters uh, from before, uh, like the last couple of years. And every, uh, you know, when is it? Like every Thursday he does like a prayer early in the morning, or is it every day during? Uh, it's every day, right? So every day he goes to um, he has his prayer early in the morning, and he does it before every service. And I can tell y'all, if you've never been, God shows up like crazy. Uh, and so if you've been, you know. And so um, I remember, though, just fast forwarding when we went to uh, Olive Garden, he, um, I've never shared this, but um, but Pastor Art and Pastor Maria know. He, he leaned over to me, and he had told me about his story about how he had consecrated himself to get to where God was taking him. And he said, why don't you do that? And I was like, ooh, Jesus, <laughs> I don't know if I got 40 days in me. <laughs> I know, I, I, I know for, for 10 days fasting, I'm like, help me. But 40, that's a whole different conversation. I might start seeing spots at, at 30 days, you know. Amen. But, um, but he was serious. He was, he was yeah, right? <laughs> he, he, was, he was really serious about that thing. And um, he was like, God, you know, he's like, God has something for you, son. And he's like, you know, you may want to think about that. So. I'm still thinking about it in Jesus' name, but, <laughs> but 40 days, that's a long time, amen. I don't, not everybody's built for that, uh, but, but we'll see. Um, but I'm just grateful to be here today. And um, first of all, I want to give honor to God, who is the author and finisher of my faith. Uh, I want to give honor to my pastors, Pastor Art Maria. Can we just give God some praise for them tonight? Amen. Amen. They, uh, they have um, been a constant blessing in my life. Um, and just giving me the opportunity to grow as uh, as just a servant leader, and so I don't take that for granted. Amen. Um, and to all of you, uh, I believe that God has a word tonight, church, um, and I believe that God wants to move supernaturally in this place if we will let Him. Amen. Uh, sometimes when we are going through the cares of life, uh, sometimes it's hard to get dialed in to what God is asking us to do, or just to just be. Um, but I'm asking all of us tonight to get dialed in because I believe God is going to show up and show out. Amen. And so uh, let's just uh, let's just dial in just for a little while. Um, I, I'll, I'll share something with you. I don't, I don't talk a lot about my personal life, but before I get into the word, um, my uh, my older brother died uh, last week and um, he's significantly older than me. Um, he's not my mother's child. 
Um, I'm my mother's only child, but I have two brothers on my father's side um, that I knew sparingly, right? They were out in the streets and out in the world, but um, he was significantly, like I said, older than me. Uh, when I was born, he was 25, so that tells you um, I'm 43 now. So that's, you know, he died, I think, at 68, something like that. Is that, is that it? Right, yeah, it should be. Um, and so <clears throat> he had a difficult life. Um, and my other brother, my middle brother, who I'm a little bit closer to, um, he's had a difficult life. And so just really reflecting on that and the things that they've been through. Um, I, I'm sad that, that he passed, and, I, and I've grieved that loss. But I, I can tell you that I'm so grateful to, have, to just know Jesus. Amen. And um, if you are struggling in your faith walk today, let me, let me assure you that to know Jesus on your faith walk uh, is to know someone who's wonderful. He's a wonder church. Do you believe that? Give God some praise. Amen. Amen. I, you know, it, it has been a difficult 2019 for all of us for many, in many ways. Uh, I think Pastor R said that some of us are going to go through this year. And sure as the day we were born, we're, some of us are going through. Um, but we have to keep going. And most of all, as we keep going, we have to, we just really have to have faith. Uh, we're asked this year to be still and, and to know, be still and know that I am God. And so um, we just have to, we have to really be steadfast in what we believe. Amen. Our scripture is going to come out of Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. That's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. When you get there, just say amen. God is good, church. Regardless of what we go through or regardless of our circumstance, he is good to us all the time. Amen. That's Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Hallelujah. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Some of you may have heard this scripture, but I'll go ahead and read it anyway. It reads as such. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. Somebody say easy. And my burden is light. Come on, church, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for what you are going to do. Lord, first and foremost, we are going to step out of your way and let you have your way. We thank you for the lives that are here. We ask that you would touch them, that you would circumcise hearts, that you would deliver those that need to be delivered and set free those who need to be set free. Lord, thank you in advance for those lives who are going to be transformed. And Lord, we ask according to your word and your power that anything that is not like you be removed right now in the name of Jesus. We paralyze the hands of the enemy that would try to come in and distract us from getting what you have for us. You are sovereign, you are good, you are kind, and most of all, you are timely. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. Amen. <clears throat> Church, can you do something for me? Can you relax? Can you relax? He's got this. Oh, it's already kind of, it, relax. He's got this. <laughs> yeah, chill out. <laughs> you know, I'm learning uh, that the word relax has the opposite effect on people in our society. Uh, it seems that there are times that this word relax can bring out the worst in some of us. Uh, ask any married person in the room to describe their emotions when they hear the word relax during a disagreement, and I'm sure 
that they will give you a colorful response. Uh, the word relax can be perceived as dismissive when we want to be heard by someone. Uh, it can also be a source of rage, amen, for people who are often silenced in our society. Uh, the word relax can cause us to react in various ways instead of us actually doing it. And I believe, brothers and sisters, that the word relax is not only a problem for people in the world, but also for many of us in Christ Jesus. I'm going to keep going. See, when life seems to become unmanageable, it's hard to tell someone to relax, especially for those who have the characteristics of a natural problem solver. And I suspect that one of the main problems within our walk with God, amen, is that we want to fix our circumstance instead of doing the very thing that I'm suggesting to do tonight, which is what? Relax. Uh, but I come by to tell you that I have some good news tonight, church, and that is God is calling us to unload our burden tonight because his yoke is easy. Uh, see, God is telling us to let go of our issues and our circumstances. God is nudging us to remove the millstone from around our necks. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think of, but he wants us to relax. God is the one that formulated the heavens and the earth, church. Come on, somebody. He commanded that there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. The land began to produce vegetation and seed-bearing plants, and trees began to take bloom, all because God said it was so. Come on now. And God made mankind in his own image and likeness so that we would have dominion over every beast in the field. Earth is spinning on its axis, church, at the approximate time it's supposed to because God is the royal timekeeper. Somebody, come on. He created time in the abyss. He's given us breath and food and family and a place to call our own. And most of all, church, he's got the keys to death, hell, and the grave. And yet somehow, when our word seems to be unraveling, he still has time to whisper in our ears to trust him and to do what? Relax. Come on, give God some praise tonight. But somehow, somehow we fail. Somehow we fail. We fail because we want to step in and play God. But where were we, church? Where were we when God laid the earth's foundations? Ah, uh, it's quiet. God is aware of everything because he knew it would happen before the foundations of the world. We're not capable of being God. Thank God for a savior that knows his sheep. He's got this church. He don't need our help. Uh, see, what you have to understand, when we arrive at the text, we see Jesus is teaching his people about the state of mankind. Jesus was calling out the sin of man and the wicked cities that they live in. History shows us, church, that Christ was teaching about two types of people in the world, the ones that are arrogant, that are filled with so much knowledge of themselves, and those that are humble and willing to seek God and God only. Jesus, get this, I want you to listen to this. 
Jesus was often making these types of distinctions, church, in the New Testament. But it seemed that no matter what he said or what he did, miracles, signs, and wonders seemed to always be preceded by somebody doubting or somebody hating. All you have to do is look at the text. Church, let me ask you a question tonight. How many of us often doubt him? How many times has he performed miracles in our lives and yet we still question his authority? Uh, yeah, see, when we look in the text, Jesus is speaking very candidly about what's wrong with us in our society. Uh, he is showing us the difference between someone who is dependent on themselves versus a person who is surrendered unto him. That's why the first thing that we have to do, church, we have to ask ourselves, are we fully surrendered? Are we fully surrendered? Church, get this. Our society has made the term surrender seems like it means to be weak or powerless. Uh, but the devil is a liar. I'm here to tell you tonight, church, that the most surrendered person in the room is the strongest person in the room. Uh, see, you got to get this thing tonight and really hold on to it. And the reason why we struggle is that we try to fight a battle that we will never be prepared for. We'll never be prepared, prepared for it. You know, one, of, one time I was reading this book. I don't know how many of you have heard, He Came to Set the Captives Free. It's a very popular book, and it talks about the supernatural, and it, it really uh, looks into the lives of two different women. The first woman is, she's a, she's a doctor, and she's saved, and, and she really walks supernaturally. And she's attacked often demonically by spirits that try to come after her, or witches and warlocks and that type of thing. And then on the other hand, you had this other woman who grew up a witch, who grew up in the demonic, worshiping Satan, right? Now watch this. This woman that was of God was often attacked her entire life as a doctor, as a child, whenever. It didn't matter. She was walking in the supernatural, but she, had, she was living a surrendered life. You know why many of us can't walk in the supernatural? If God showed us what was in the supernatural, many of us could not handle that. We would not be able to handle it. You know why? Because our lives are not surrendered. Let me keep going. See, many of us try to act like a warlord in our chaos, never realizing that our father in heaven is the great general. And I believe, church, that this happens so much uh, because our society and even our churches are losing focus on who God truly is. The people of God, get this church, are becoming more desensitized to what man's perception of God and what he can do versus who he really is, church. And he's sovereign. One historian writes that communion between the Father and God and the Son is at the core of their relationship. Get this, for anyone else to know God, God must reveal himself to that person by the Son's choice. How fortunate are we that Jesus has clearly revealed to us, to God, his truth, and how we can know him. Let me break that down for you a little bit more. If it wasn't for Jesus on our side, where would we be? That's what that means. Uh, we wouldn't even be exposed to, re to a relationship with God if it wasn't for him. 
that would be like an enlisted soldier, somebody who was an infantryman walking up to a general, right, and claiming to understand how to win a war. You don't have any experience. All you know is, oh, well, you know, I know what to do. But you've never been in battle. Church, listen to what I'm saying tonight. We are only qualified to even be in God's army because he allowed it. Who are we to question his strategy concerning the battlefield in our own lives? Who are we? And where were we? Church, some of us, listen to what I'm saying tonight. Some of us need to wave the white flag in our relationship with God. He's got this, church. He don't need your help. Because when you step in and do it, can I tell you something? We mess it up. We couldn't even function. The very, our very faculties, the, the fact that we walk and flail our arms, that we breathe, is because a God that is merciful saw something in us that he would give us breath of life. Some of us don't even realize that we've been close to death, but God stepped through that death and said, here, I got a plan for you. Come on, somebody. Yeah, see, in Matthew 11, 28, 29, it says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. Somebody say burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I want you to get what a yoke is, church. See, a yoke is a heavy wooden harness that fits over the shoulder of an ox or oxen. How many of you have ever seen like a cartoon with an ox? He's got like those weird horns, and he's got that little wooden thing around his shoulder. That's what that is. That, that's exactly what a yoke is, right? It is attached to a piece of equipment to pull animals. That's exactly what it is. But get this, church. Just like an ox that has a yoke, some of us are under the yoke of bondage just like that ox. Oh, see, some of us are carrying the burden of sin, the yoke of demonic oppression. Some of us are under the yoke of financial turmoil, even though we have a pastor in here who offered to do us classes. Okay. I'm going to keep going. See, some of us are under the yoke of pride and can't forgive nobody. Whew. Yeah, see, God is calling us to come to him, church, because he sees that yoke on our shoulders. And can I tell you something? It's time to snatch it off. Some of us have been under bondage for too long. Okay. Church, the second thing we have to do is learn from him and learn about him. And we learn from him and about him by actually studying who he is. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble with this one. See, many people in church are faithful members. They come here all the time. But if you ask them about who Jesus really is, they can't tell you. Dad, you see me like, ooh. <laughs> and that is a problem. That is a problem in the kingdom of God. You see, everyone thinks that when when they cuss and swear and use God's name in it, we are using the Lord's name in vain. As bad and as terrible as that is, and it is terrible. Can I tell you something? That's not taking the Lord's name in vain. I'm going to correct that tonight. Let me help you. We use his name in vain, church, by calling out the name of Jesus, but not really knowing who he is. <sighs> do you know what, do, do we even know what he stood for? <clears throat> How can people be racist, and say that they know him. Ooh. How can we damage folks in the church and outside and say that Jesus loves us? 
you see, I talk to my students about this all the time. There are two types of folks in the world. Can I tell you something, Pastor Art and Maria? There's the ones that are educated and the ones that are informed. We have a lot of people on social media right now. They're informed, but they ain't really educated. See, when you study the word of God, something begins to happen to you. You, don't, you. It's not just about what you know up in here. You begin to demonstrate that thing which you know. That's education. But when you're informed, it goes in one ear and out the other. You ever meet them people, they super spiritual, and they got all kinds of like heavenly quotes, but ask them a scripture and they say Jesus wept. That's all they got. They can't give you nothing else. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have to study him. Within verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart. Church, the word of God is not for us to sit on a table and to collect dust. We have to bathe in the word of God daily. We have to get understanding. You see, when we get understanding, we know better. And when we know better, guess what we do? We do better. It's quiet. Listen, this is what David said in Psalm 119. His word is a lamp unto my feet. He's given us a pathway, church, to know who he truly is by studying the word of God. You can't operate in the supernatural and you have no depth in the word. That's what happened. Remember that scripture in Paul? He said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? Basically. Yeah, who is you? Basically. <clears throat> who they ran out didn't have no power. Your power is in your word. Come on now. Pastor Bobby talked about that. He said, there's a difference between praying empty words and praying scripture. Whew. That thing hit me too. It's going to be difficult to cast out demons and heal the sick. Listen to this. And your biblical understanding comes from Facebook or comes from Snapchat or comes from somebody else. Inspirational quotes may work for a while, but true transformation, listen to what I'm saying, comes from his word. Christ reminds us that he is gentle and humble at heart. You see, church, the word of God, I want you to get this, should not make us more corruptible or angry or confrontational, but thankful. It should make us thankful. If we have really studied his word, then we should have a full understanding of what he did for us when he walked the earth encased in flesh. Man, we've been given a pathway. We've been given a gift, church. He has gave us a roadmap out of darkness. And how? And it's a testament against us if we don't use it. It is a testament against us when we don't use it. Many people walk by their Bibles every day. There it is. They won't even look at our daily bread, the app that comes on the phone, right? But when trouble hits their life, they want somebody to talk them out of it. They want somebody to pull them out. Can I tell you something? It ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Can I tell you something? Until we really, truly get understanding that God is first and how we honor God is by honoring his word and bathing in his word, you're going to be in bondage. You're going to be under the yoke of bondage. You see, God told Jeremiah this, church, that his word is like fire and a mighty hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. That's what he told him. To know his word is to know how powerful and how transformative he is. In the last part of the text of verse 30, Jesus says, For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Church, his yoke represents the challenges, work, and difficulties of partnering with Christ on our journey. But his yoke is easy in him. In him, church, compared to the yoke we carried over in the world. Man, for some of us, man, being over in the world was unbearable. Can you imagine if God snatched his grace off of us right now? That would be like a penny with a hole in it. Our purpose would be completely stripped from us. But here's the thing, church. He never said it was going to be easy. And some of us are hurting right now in here. I'm looking at some faces. Some of us have been hurting for a while. Some of us are concerned. Some of us are worried. Some of us are just plain tired physically, mentally, and spiritually. Uh, but the last thing I want to tell you is, is that we have to let him have all of that. We have to let him have all of that. We have to do, what we have to do is let him take the burden. You know, have you ever carried a mattress into a house when you were moving? How many of you have ever carried a mattress in a house with two people? Well, I have, right? You carry it up top like this, and it's real awkward, ain't it? Yeah, you go upstairs, you go downstairs, it drops. You may, if it drops and it hits you on your, on your foot, you may cuss a little bit. I forgot, don't nobody cuss in here. But, but look, but, but you know, but it's, it's difficult for you, right? And so if you walk like here. But here's the thing, church. Get this. I want you to really hear me. When both of you do like this and carry it from the bottom, isn't it a lot easier? You can control the destiny of it. You know what? Can I tell you something? God wants us to go from the bottom like this. He wants to get on our knees right here and go from the bottom. Because, see, here's the thing. When we try to get up top and do it like he does it, guess what happens? We get discombobulated. That's why we need to be right down here. Come on, give God some praise. Whew. Yeah, see, God wants us to be free. Y'all can come. I'm done. <laughs> I don't preach long. He wants us to be surrendered. He wants us to be surrendered. He wants us to learn about him, church. And most of all, he wants us to let him have it. Can y'all give it to him tonight? Can y'all relax? I know some of y'all want to ball your fist up to even hear the word relax. But can you relax tonight? Church, he wants to give you a breakthrough tonight. I believe all of us need that tonight. All of us need it. All of us need to just relax in him. Ooh, some of y'all look stressed out. Whew. Help us, Lord. And man, some of y'all look like y'all want to jump over the pew because I said relax. His yoke is easy, church. <coughs> and his burden is light. He's got this. Let's rest today together. Let's rest in him and worship. Do you love him, church? Do you love him like you say you do? Then guess what? Just do what? Relax. Come on, give God some praise. I'm done. God is, is, is quickening me to lay hands on some folks, and I'm going to do exactly what I'm told, and I'm going to my seat. But I just want to share something with you.